Welcome to the Pack the House Show, where we have conversations about sharing your faith as you walk through life with others. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Pack the House. My name is Andrew Osborne and I'm joined once again by Pastor Jason Tabor. Good morning, fueled by Dayquil this morning. That's right. And Aaron Davis as well. Hiya. Glad you got your Dayquil in and you're feeling, hopefully feeling a little better. <laughs> no, you know, it's a toss up. <laughs> Sometimes the uh, the cure is worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, are you sure it was Dayquil and not Nyquil? <laughs> it was. I actually wanted an IQ because I really wanted to sleep last night, but and all we had was the Dayquil. Oh yes. man! That's always so. Good. I took a Dayquil and a Unisom, hoping that would cancel out. <laughs> I'm sure, that's how it works. Yeah, it's a load of work. This yeah. is not medical uh, advice, so please. <laughs> please. <laughs> Nor am I a chemist. <laughs> all right. Well, this week uh, we um, we we didn't start a new series. Uh, because we had a one-off, uh, because it was Ascension Day, uh, as we talked about Jesus ascending into heaven. Um, so we read through uh, Acts chapter 1 a little bit, and I'm just going to read one verse from that. Uh, Jesus had been talking to his disciples, and as he was talking with them, um, he ascended. So it says, after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. Uh, so obviously, that's something that's not a natural thing. That's a pretty abnormal <laughs> miracle that Jesus performed. Uh, we don't see many people blasting off into the clouds. Uh, so as we're talking with our non-believing friends and neighbors, uh, a lot of times this is something that comes up is that we don't, that's just a fairy tale because we don't see those things happening. That's outside of nature. So how, how might we respond to that? Or yeah, Aaron had a good, uh, interesting experience this weekend around this, this same kind of question. <laughs> So first, I want to say that I love Ascension Sunday because it's really like superhero Jesus as far as I'm concerned, right? Like it's literally Superman going up into the clouds. Yeah. Um, but no, I um, hung out with my in-laws this weekend. We were in Nebraska and um, they're all atheists. And they, I, my father-in-law said that one of the hardest things he has to deal with when he's talking to religious people is the superstition aspect of it all. Or like, I mean, and he attributes it more to like, you know, a broken mirror, right. Is the same as believing in Jesus, right. Or praying, right. Or like, um, what's the other one he said? Um, oh, voodoo dolls, like voodoo dolls are the same as like praying. Right. And so like, in my mind, I'm like, that's not the quantify same. that a little bit. Yeah. Let's okay. put some boundaries around that a little bit. Um, in that, um, so, and I'll share a conversation that I had recently as well. And you tell me if it's the similar kind of thing. Um, a friend of mine asked me the question. Um, he was speaking specifically about um, the example of turning water into wine. He said, well, isn't that basically magic? Isn't that basically doing magic? Um, he might use also the word. So the, so when we say the superstitious aspects of it, um, mm -hmm. it's not to say that anyone who's listening believes in superstition. It's that there are certain things, certain aspects of the story, certain things that happened that sort of um, uh, go beyond our understanding. Right. Uh, that that seem to have similar qualities of magic or superstitions, and sometimes you know people ask us about that. Well, isn't right. that why? Uh, wasn't it Ben Franklin cut out all of the uh, the miraculous? Thomas Jefferson. Parts? Jefferson, that's what it was. Jefferson's Bible. Yeah. Cut out all the miraculous parts of the Bible and just kept the the 
the nice words, I guess. Yeah, basically anything that he couldn't that he couldn't understand by reason. He uh, so he ended up with like the moral teachings. Yep. Um, which so are good, good, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't do right. that. That's not a that's not a valid way to approach scripture. Right. Just to be clear. <laughs> and honestly, like a lot of times my rebuttal is like, I, I, I'm perfectly comfortable not understanding everything because I don't have God's brain, nor do I want it. Cause I feel like it's a lot of pressure. Um, <laughs> it would explode you. Yeah. Right. Like I'm okay with my, my, my aunt size human brain. Like I'm cool with that. But I think for people who don't have a strong faith or belief system, like they're like, they just rely on like human brains and human. Well, they have a belief system. It just happens to be different from yours. Exactly. I have that discussion with them all the time, (laughs) but their human brain is the biggest thing, right? So if they can't understand it, or if there's another human that can't understand it, then it just means we haven't figured it out yet. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we haven't discovered it yet. Whereas I, I know that that's not really the case. I think a lot of people who are non-Christian think that we Christians don't believe in science or we, we think that science isn't real and that, that there's all this other stuff happening uh, that is contrary to what they believe. But really, we, we do believe in the scientific method. We, we believe all these things have order because that's how God created them to have right. order. And he's a God of order. But we also believe that he's still around and he can interject himself into that order. And does. Yeah. The the one who created things, the one who created the system can also, if he wants to work beyond the system. Right. Right. Um, But you're making a great point, Andrew, that the requirement isn't to like check your brain at the door throughout all of science. Um, Right. Yeah. And I think that's where the dichotomy happens and the tension happens. Right. Because it's like, I, if I, if I don't understand something or if there's something that nobody understands, you know, whatever, um, like, I just attribute it to God's plan. Yeah. Yeah. The other side of the coin is that that makes me seem foolish sometimes to people who are like, no, it's just, that's natural. That's natural. Or like they, they have to come up with some other reason that this happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I do know what you mean. Uh, I agree with you. Um, The caution I would add, and you said, you know, so we'll take the ascension, right? How could it be that a, that a human man, you know, up, you know, up in the air, whatever. Um, I don't know if there was a sound effect. There probably was. Um, totally was. Color. Yeah. Uh, special footwear. Um, <laughs> but, and so, yeah, I don't understand how that works. I don't, I, I didn't even take physics, but even if I had, it's outside of the physics. Um, so you're, Aaron, you made the point about you know, it maybe to 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 hold on to that idea, to trust in that idea, maybe makes you appear foolish in the eyes of people around you. Um, my concern often is that to try to explain it um, maybe makes me look more foolish. Um, to try to say how it could work, two things happen. Number one, sometimes the explanations are dumb, and I, you know, you you hear you hear people try to explain what is outside the natural order as Andrew said, in, in ways that make it make sense. Mm-hmm. They're silly. The second thing that happens is it really cheapens <laughs> what, uh, what actually went on there. Uh, right. It makes it pretty, pretty mundane, pretty normal. And we don't, it, it, when we're thinking about, you know, uh, having faith conversations with those around us, inviting them into something joyful and hopeful and, and useful that we have, we don't do ourselves any favors if we, if we cheapen it. 
if we explain things away. Right. Um, this is a little bit where I get, um, I told you guys I was going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I have trouble with, with things like apologetics. Many of us. Oh, of course oh. he freezes during apologetics. Oh no. <laughs> back. <laughs> it's because God doesn't want to talk about apologetics. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, hopefully he can rejoin us because I think he was about to say something yeah. on fire here. But right. I think where he was going with this is that uh, sometimes the, the trouble with apologetics is that uh, you're trying to defend something that doesn't necessarily need defended. Uh, and especially with someone who's not a believer, it, it can be kind of counterintuitive sometimes. Right. And actually, that's what I noticed, because I had a lot of apologetics like told to me when I was, you know, in like the legalistic world. Right. Hey, guys, um, hold on. <laughs> we said God doesn't want you talking about apologetics. That's what happened. OK, <laughs> so you just went on without me. <laughs> I mean, well, we were talking about our own experience with apologetics. And all right, like I had a lot of apologetics come at me when I was in the legalistic traditions. Right. Yeah. And it almost like it made it seem like no, this is proof, right? And not until I let go of all of that, it has to be proven stuff, did my faith yeah. actually grow, you know, and strengthen in Jesus. Right, I agree. I don't know what the what the midpoint was, but I agree with the end. Um, <laughs> and that's what I would say about apologetics. Uh, right. They're great for strengthening faith. Uh, they can from time to time. There are several apologetic arguments that I rely on in my faith um, that, are, that are helpful to me. When as a tool for sharing faith, um, not so useful for a couple of reasons. One is what you just said. Um, it's presented as this is proof. That's a violation of our cultural rules for one thing. Uh, Absolutely. You're not having the right conversation. The second thing is I always feel if I have, even if I win an apologetics argument, so if I, if I give the conclusive proof for seven days of creation, for example, uh, and I get the person I'm speaking to to agree that my argument is sound and they can't find any holes in it. What have I actually accomplished? Um, we're still a long way off from sharing any any good news of Jesus with them. So um, right. for me, it kind of goes the wrong way. Um, but I guess my my one pushback would be if if you're talking to someone and you're maybe first leading with the the this is the grace God has for you. This is what Jesus has done for you. And then they start to have questions. Well, what about this? Could you use apologetics to get rid of some of those barriers that they put up? It's worth a try. Again, you know the relationship, so it's, yeah. it's worth a try. There are certain people who need it to make some sense, right. uh, who approach, you know, first with logic, and that's okay. Um, I've personally never had any, any success with it, is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, me too. Normally when that questions come at me, it's like a we'll prove it, you know, yeah. question. Whereas like a lot of times um, when I get those questions at me, like I got a lot of those questions this weekend. Um, I'm more like, I don't, I don't have to know the answers because God knows the answers. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's usually my go-to is like, I don't, I don't need to know everything. That's the whole point of this is it, it has that peace, you know, like, I don't, I don't have to know how it works. I, and I, I agree with that. I, I, I usually, I usually works. go a slightly different direction than I don't have to know the answers. Um, because the truth is, I actually want to know the answers. That is not a satisfying stopping point for me personally. Um, I don't, and I acknowledge that. 
but the way I usually approach it is, yeah, this thing about, about an ascension, this thing about Jesus, you know, lifting up off the ground and then he's hidden in clouds and here's some angels. There's a lot I don't understand about that or how water becomes wine, all that stuff. There's a lot I don't understand about that, but um, the way I usually take it is, yeah, I also don't understand how it works, but I don't, that isn't the foundation of my faith. Right. Uh, it's okay that I don't know the answers because that's not what I, so, and, and what I want to do there is move the conversation in a different direction, right? Um, behind all of those things, whatever the miracle is, whatever the unusual circumstances, behind all of those things, there's a, there's a truth for us. There's a lesson, so to speak. I put air quotes for those who are listening. Um, there is something helpful, something comforting, something useful uh, that that thing illustrates. And so I would like to move the conversation there. You know, let's not get hung up on under on debating how a man could leave the earth. Right. right. Let's think about what's what's good in that. Yeah. I guess to, to validate what you're saying, I I had a, a friend you. from well, you know I got to do it every <laughs> once in a while. I, I had a friend uh, from like elementary school who his family was strong Christian family, and he he always knew all the answers in Sunday school and that kind of stuff. Uh, but as he got to like college age, he fell away from his faith and he, now he's a very outspoken atheist. And so he posts stuff on Facebook all the time. And there have been a few times where I like private message him and just try to like ask him questions. Uh, and then we get into apologetics debates and it never, <laughs> nothing ever comes of it. it. We just keep going back and forth. And then finally we give up because we're not going to convince the other person because there's a deeper something going on in his head that's holding him up it's not well and facts and you said it a, a really important thing see i'll affirm you too um good so, well, one big group hug today i guess um, <laughs> <laughs> um a really important thing and i think you you identify well you you your background is youth ministry so this makes sense right um but it's true also in in other relationships as we're sharing faith if you if you share it as kind of head only, if you share it as logic, right? Some and college age is usually the time that was definitely when my faith was most shaken. Um, college age is a big time for that, but there are, there are plenty of other stories out there, plenty of other ways of looking at the world that also ring true. Mm-hmm. Um, which is to say, your friend's atheistic worldview would not match up with scripture. It wouldn't match up with my worldview. I could probably find many things that I would identify as weaknesses in it. And yet it is a coherent way of looking at the world. Right. Or at least to him, it is. It, it, it holds up. Okay. <laughs> um, so, all right, Andrew, I was, I'm, I'm, this is, you're being affirmed now. Don't, don't work against it. I see your point, make your point, but, uh, but it may not be true. <laughs> so, so, yeah, there's def- there's definitely going to be places in it where it won't where it won't hold up, where it won't answer important questions in satisfying ways. But it is not it one can believe he wants answered. Yeah, or well, and maybe it will be the that are presented to him. So yes, I agree with you. It's not a full and complete worldview with to which I would subscribe. Mm-hmm. But what is the point I want to be making is more of a cautionary point the point i want to be making is if we only ever present our faith in terms of its logic somebody else will come along with an argument with a worldview that has at least 
that that also appears logical that also has that one that is a viable alternative we'll say well especially um, because our our worldview can't be logical because there is the the non-natural aspect yeah. to it that we, the whole point a little bit is yeah <laughs> we're never well, going to explain it that's a good point too though because like you know as much as they deny it which i live with an atheist so he denies that he has any belief system but he does right like his belief system is no belief system but like that i mean that in itself is a belief system and so i think going and think instead of going up against somebody and trying to tear down the belief system they have already established in their lives right i think showing them a different way to do it or a more attractive belief yeah. system is much is a much better evangelistic tool than it is kind of being like well no you're wrong which is kind of what apologetics is like, mm -hmm. no, you're wrong. Like that, that's not how it works. Cause this is how it works. Right. Instead of saying it that way, it's more like, oh, well, I mean, I never thought of it that way, but this is how I believe, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just, a, cause these people, like they have just as much faith in their non-belief as I have in my belief. You know what I mean? Like they are just as heels dug in as I am. And you I would say I mean? like this, they're staking as much on their belief as you are on yours. Exactly. So tearing down what they have built their foundation on is not a good way to get people to come to Jesus. You know what I mean? Like it's not tearing down everything that they have staked their claims on. Well, nobody it's likes not, that very much. Right. Exactly. That's just going to cause animosity and just like just hurt the relationship in general. And again, it's but, a violation of our cultural rules. Right. Um, your everybody's our culture says this, that everybody's view has space at the table. Mm -hmm. Um, right. what's true for you is true for you. What's true for me is true for me. Um, we can debate that as a, as a Christian principle. It is not one. <laughs> um, and yet, <laughs> uh, that's the world in which we live. So what that means is you can't come at my, my foundation. Right. Other, if you do, you're, you're canceled. Um, well, you nobody have, likes to be you told have, they're doing it wrong. Like that's you have to give me space at the table for my view in the same way. I'm going to give you space for yours. Right. Um, so we have the opportunity to, as you said, show those attractive pieces, but only if we play our cards right. If yeah, we come so in with, than, let me tell you why you're wrong. Yeah. I'd say, oh, that's an interesting way to look at it. I, I guess I would see it more as this way and like just do it more gently. Mm -hmm. you're not saying yeah, with that wrong. I statement. Right. When I confront this question, uh, one thing that I lean on is, or I would see it this way. Um, but I mean, I'm... I'm very much, I don't want to say the word attacked, but that's kind of what it is when I'm hanging out with mostly non-Christians, right? And like, it doesn't affect me in any way, right? And I'm not going to be combative just because they're combative. Cause I know that that's not the way to Jesus. And that's not what Jesus would do. You know what I mean? He, he wouldn't come at him and be like, I've got my, you know, sort of truth. Let's go ahead and just tear these people down. I'm going to cut your head off with it. Right, exactly. It's like, that's not helpful. <laughs> well, and the, the problem is you're coming at the, the question with different preconceived uh, ideas. Like you're coming yeah. at it knowing that there is natural and then there's also supernatural, whereas they're mm -hmm. coming at it with there's only natural and there's nothing outside that. So you, right. there's no way you could ever be right. And our ideas, there's no way you could ever be right because there is supernatural. <laughs> right. We could argue yeah. it all day, but it's not going to be fruitful. That's exactly. a great way of thinking about that. Um, yeah. On the on the question of natural versus supernatural, whatever it is, 
we won't come together. I, I will never, you know, bring, bring this person over. So what else is in there um, that we can? Um, and that's the good news of Jesus, I would say. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I'm not going to try to make you understand why I see it this way. Well, I'm not going to try to make you see it the way I see it. Right. Because you won't. We don't have the framework for having that conversation. But there is something. This view that I have gives me something that would be really attractive to you. So let's use the Ascension, for example. Um, what do we see in the Ascension? Jesus says, I go, but I, number two things, you're going to receive power mm -hmm. and I will be with you even though I'm gone. And so there's a truth behind that that says, I don't face this stuff alone. Um, and that's, we could talk about how that's, that, that, power of Jesus that, that, that he's promising is expressed um, as we encounter him in his word, as we, as we come together in a community of believers to get support and encouragement that way. And so there is that truth behind the kind of lift off of the ascension um, that I much more want uh, my friend, my neighbor to experience. Right. Yeah. You I don't care, honestly, if, if that person says to me for the rest of their life, a human being can't ascend, but I appreciate the idea of not facing things alone. And I want to know more about that. Right. Perfectly fine with that. That's why I have a few friends that, uh, like they're Christian, but they also believe, um, in evolution and they're, they're old earth kind of Christians, uh, which I, I, I don't know. So I, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm that, but I, I'm not going to argue with them about that because I don't think that's the important part. Not right now. Right. Um, <laughs> if they're believers, then fine. Uh, we can have those debates. What does scripture say? What's the best way to interpret it? Even atheist yeah. friends who say, well, you, you Christians don't believe in evolution. Okay. Well, you're right. I don't, but I don't think that's important. We don't need, we don't need to argue. Uh, yeah. I'm certainly not going to have that, that <laughs> debate with you. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly because it doesn't matter. <laughs> like in the well, you are going to be able to 100% prove what we believe yeah yeah it does but it, it like that's the thing and that's i mean that's what i find myself saying more often than not it's like however this works it doesn't really matter like i don't need to know the why i need to know the who <laughs> and you taking scripture at its word you know uh, matters um yeah. but i take your point aaron that um you know getting somebody to believe the right thing about creation doesn't bring them any closer to jesus no so start there and then do creation. <laughs> let's get you on the train and then we'll know talk. That, yeah, yeah, know that Jesus loves you. And then let's talk about like other things. <laughs> I think we're at a wrap up point. Does that feel correct yeah. to the rest of you? Jesus yeah. loves you. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, Pastor, would you want to pray for us? Sure. Jesus, we give you thanks for... Um, the promises that are that are available to us even in things that we can't understand um, as we uh, go from here as we um, spend time around those who also don't understand who may be seeking understanding who may be uh, requiring that of us we ask that you would uh, give words and ideas not simply to uh, make our point or make people agree with us but that you would open our hearts and open our minds to be able to share the truth that is available um, within those things, the bigger truths, the ones that are uh, in, encouraging and inviting and, and, and show your uh, love and care for them. 
In Jesus' name we pray that. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks for joining us this week, and we will see you next week. Indeed. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for the Pack the House Show. For more content like this, or to connect with us, visit our website, cornerstonelutheran.church.